BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the Erotic Awakening Podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit of polyamory. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. That's some good advice. So, so. Dawn, we're going to start <laughs> off today with the question of the day, which you were just seeing now for the first time. <laughs> Let's say you start dating somebody. Seems to happen that way, though. Yes, yeah, well, that, it works well for you sometimes. <laughs> yes. So you started dating someone, and you mm-hmm. find out they're not interested in BDSM. Is that a deal breaker for you? Is that a deal breaker for me? Yes. It, it has not been. Um, now, so start off with your experience, because you've been in it. I have. I think I you've been. I have absolutely okay. been right. in that, that um that uh, uh, relationship. So, but I was in that relationship with the ex-husband who absolutely did not like BDSM. And I found that was something that turned me on. And then I kept saying I would never date a vanilla person Mm -hmm. because BDSM is is part of me, Mm -hmm. but I tried it anyway and actually dated him for a little over a year, I guess, officially. And um, just not into BDSM, even though right. he had a kinky wife who also had a dominant and, you know, things like that. So it wasn't a deal breaker, but <clears throat> because of that experience, I still don't know if it would be in the future, but I don't know. With the current boyfriend, right? I was actually worried that he was going to be vanilla and I had to be upfront with them and let him know that that kink was part of my life. And I didn't know that I could do vanilla because of past experiences. So I can't say it would be a deal breaker. It depends on the feelings. Yeah. It's a tricky one. Um, because for me, I don't look for people that I date for the BDSM. Right. If you're, if you've not been to a play party or something <clears throat> before, then you don't realize that BDSM is a dime a dozen. Right. You can go to, at least we know people that go to play parties and, uh, what do they call it? Rack them and stack them and rack them or whatever. Stack them and smack them or yeah, rack them and stack them or something like that. So you go, you put on your little armband, you say you're looking to bottom, you hook up with somebody beforehand, you get to talking about it. There's plenty of play out there. If I want to engage in BDSM, I have mm-hmm. plenty of people that are interested in doing that with me. Right. So for me, somebody being in- involved or wanting to do BDSM is not really a big driver for me, but they do have to get it. Yes. They do have to understand that I do dig that. And then I do also dig power exchange, which different question, but still, mm-hmm. that's part of who I am. It's pretty core to who I am. So although, for example, I've dated Karen for seven years now. I've not really explored any BDSM with her, right? But she has to get the. She has to understand that there are times I want to get my smack on, right? And I'm going to go find other people to do that with, which is quite fine with her. Now, with your with the new the current boyfriend, who we will now call Big D. <laughs> Big D. <laughs> do you think? Do, do you, does he is he into BDSM? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. So one of the things was um, we had gone on a few dates. 
And um, I knew things were leading to getting hot and heavy. And it really did freak me out that here I am getting ready to be hot and heavy with someone that I found in the poly community and therefore assumed he was vanilla. And right. part of me is like, oh, my God, I don't know that I can do vanilla sex again. It just doesn't turn me on per se anymore. Now, the, the problem is, is that... <clears throat> It wouldn't have to be BDSM sex to turn me on. It could also be energy sex to turn me on. Sure. You know what I mean? So it doesn't have to have the kink in it, but it's got to have something more than vanilla. And I I hate that word, but I think some people get what I mean. So, So I had to confront him and say, you know, we found each other through the poly world. I need to introduce you to something called FET. And I need you to go look at my my FET profile Mm -hmm. and see if it's going to freak you out. And it didn't. So, though, he did stop reading. He basically only read my interest. He didn't read about who I was because he wanted to get me to get to know me as a person. He doesn't listen to this podcast because he wants to get to know me personally, right. not through the microphone. So, anyway, come to find out, he used to own a submissive in California. Mm-hmm. And one of the first big dates I took him on was the Day of the Dead party in Cincinnati. So I warned him that the reason it was being in Cincinnati was because it was going to be blood play and blah, 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 and all this type of stuff. And he did really well. He holds his own. And I wouldn't call him vanilla by a long stretch. No, I, no, I would say, because I know Big D, um, I don't know that he does some of the things we associate with BDSM, but you certainly come home with marks mm-hmm. that are BDSM-ish. Mm-hmm. BDSM friendly. Oh, I had to warn you about the scratches that might be on my That's back. That's true. Because so, uh, uh, where we went a couple of nights ago. And uh, so very much. I mean, it's not like he has the toys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he carries a toy bag full of floggers or anything like that. But he does have some rope and he's got ideas and, and he knows how to do it. <laughs> so there, there isn't really like a power exchange relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's nothing like that. But he's definitely the top in the bedroom. Okay. So, yeah. So I, and I like that. And you know that. I thrive on that. Mm-hmm. And I crave that. So um, when it comes to, God, what do we call it? Normal sex? Yes, yes. Where I don't know who's in charge or, well, sometimes I can be in charge, but it's more of knowing, of not playing the chess game. If I don't know who's in charge, I just kind of, I don't know what's expected. So it, it can become very, um, um. Mm, I don't even know the word besides confusing right? or slow. Nothing happens. <laughs> if I know I'm in charge, I can do it. Right. So, but if you know you're, if you know somebody else in charge, then good. You're okay with following. Absolutely. Okay. Abs- that's my preference. So, so but- our, I think, I guess that our view then is that yes, you and I would date people that are not mm-hmm. into BDSM. It's not a deal breaker, but for a long-term relationship or a significant relationship, the person has to at least get has to at least get it. So. And can't reject it and can't look at it like it's icky. They can't look at me with that, that look of you're a sick puppy. Right. For liking it because I really do like it. And I, you know, and, and I do like the toys and I do like the pain and I do like the suspense and I do like the intensity and I do like being taken and dominated. Mm-hmm. So if it's just. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to offend people. You know, this is just my thoughts and oh, yeah, my yeah, likes. No. And, you know, and this is how I'm wired. So for a long-term relationship, there would have to at least be at least be an understanding. And if they're not into kink, 
then they would have to be okay with allowing me to be into kink, sure. which means finding other people. Which leads us back to our topic of the day, polyamory. Absolutely. One of the advantages of polyamory. But we'll get there in a moment. If you do, are offended by Dawn's wanton ways, you can get a hold of us <laughs> via Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or use the comment form on the webpage, www.eroticawakening.com. Thank you. We're on, uh, <laughs> we are on the Facebook, The Fet Life, and uh, of course, I have voicemail as well, 614-414-2072. You know what's funny? We got a voicemail. Did you listen to it? Yes. It was actually I, not a kinky uh, person at all. Aw. But I tried to read it. So the voicemail comes across as text and mm-hmm. our email first. And I try to read it. And I have to sit there and, and it's like, man, the translator is awful. <laughs> yes. The Google Translate did not do, or transcribe, I guess right. it would be. Uh, I will uh, point out that we are thrilled to have the People of Kink is now part of the Erotic Yay! Awakening Podcast Network. Crazy Heart. Our good friends, uh, Crazy Heart and uh, Ruby from up there in the Canadia. Uh-huh. Uh, the they Canadian. have now running the... <laughs> They're now part of the Erotic Waking Podcast Network. We're thrilled to have them on board. And uh, you should go check out the, the People of Kink Podcast. It is, you know, one of the things that's really interesting, there are a lot of kink podcasts out there. There's a lot of crappy ones. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones, but there's not a lot of variation. Right. There's a few of them that are interview-based mm-hmm. or this-based or that-based. But um, Crazy Heart does a really nice job of just bringing people on the show that aren't necessarily authors. Sometimes they are authors. Sometimes they're famous people. Sometimes they're just folk. Right. And giving them some space to just talk about themselves. Um, so go to eroticawakeningpodcast.com. Check out the People of Kink and our other podcast uh, and do that right now. Right now. Wait, no. Finish listening to us first. Good idea. <laughs> Fuck those podcasts. Stay with us. So um, we are going to be talking about polyamory in a moment. We actually have a little bit of experience. We just came back from the Twisted Trist, which is our poly... I don't want to say it's our poly measuring stick, Mm-mm. but it's certainly one of the indicators that of how your polyamory is going. Because you, me, and Karen spend three days in the same pop-up at the same camp. Right. Pretty much in our own little pod. Granted, we interact with the wonderful adventures and sexuality people Mm -hmm. and everybody else. And sometimes we do things on our own. Sometimes you and me do things. But um, you have to have some sort of a feel for your polyamory boundaries and polyamory relationship and polyamory who, what, where. Right. To be... I mean, it's one thing. If I am off dating somebody and once a, once a week I go away mm-hmm. and I come back and mm-hmm. I'm on my... But this is my polyamory and someone else that I love in your face for three solid days. Right. So that was Twisted Trist. We just mm-hmm. went through that. Well, with we, the poly puppy. Because we took poly, Ginger. Oh, yeah, yeah. We took Ginger, yep. the poly yep. puppy, too. And we planned the poly event, Beyond the Love. Mm-hmm. That's Which, our that's our ending. Yeah, that's our beginning planning session. So we have PXS. We take a week off of trying not to talk about anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we do Twisted Trist, and we start planning Beyond the Love. So we'll talk. Uh, so there's some more poly stuff coming up in that as well. I mm-hmm. do want to mention a shout out to the Twisted Trist. Thank you to Boring Jen and all that crew, Phantom, Sarah, Sarah Sloan. Um, on and on and on, Sharon B, et cetera, et cetera, that put on Twisted Trist. Great event. Nice mm-hmm. change of pace event for what many of the events that we go to, the hotel event, this is an outdoor camping event. And 
I had a hard time. A little more extreme. Yeah, a little more extreme. Yeah, absolutely more opportunity to be extreme. And um, I found it was very hard for me to put my clothes back on. (laughs) It was very hard for me to go to work today with clothes on. I wanted to show people my tan that went on and on and on. And you can't (laughs) do that at work. And it was hard to go to sleep last night. You know, I'm, I, I, three nights. So what was it? Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. So I guess three nights sleeping under the stars, crickets, birds, screams, fire whips, drumming <laughs> that you go to sleep to. It was kind of quiet here. The dog was snoring. <laughs> I was, well, it's, it's interesting for me both, right? On one hand, uh, I miss the peace and quiet of camp. But on the other hand, sometimes camp is not peace and quiet. We were right. woken up on Friday morning, morning at 8 a.m. to a very a rather vicious spanking mm-hmm. scene going on next door. So the joy of camp is that anything goes. Right. The cost of anything goes <laughs> that if at 8 a.m. you want to sleep in, uh, no. It's or not if happening. you wanted to go to bed early, you know, there was a lot of screaming going on. There was some great stuff, though. I love to hear people's stories. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely the place to be extreme if you want to be extreme. So, but awesome people, awesome time. If you want to be extreme, Extreme shopping, that is. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years and have been part of the Erotic Awakening podcast for almost a year now. From all kinds of dildos in the shapes of your favorite presidents of the United States oh, to... What? I thought you were going to say octopus. Sorry. Octopus flavored <laughs> Ew, <not> condoms. <laughs> You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com. Use Dan and Dawn for a 20% discount. Disclaimer, they only have awesome sex products, not that stuff I just said. <laughs> we talked to someone recently that's actually used the code and has gotten some really great stuff. Yeah, yeah, we so, absolutely did. So, great. I'm glad people are using it. So, would you recommend polyamory for people that don't communicate well? Oh no, no. Well, you know what? If people don't <laughs> communicate well, there is a version of polyamory called "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." That's very true. So, if you don't communicate well and you really don't want to know what your partner's doing, but you are aware that they're poly and that they're dating, because that's the difference between poly and cheating, mm-hmm. right? You know, or the difference of being open and cheating, or whatever, is that you know what's. That something is going on, but you have spoken and said, don't ask, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, don't tell me. Then, uh, yeah, that's perfect for not having communication. We have um, some friends that were practicing that style of polyamory. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a, as you said, it's a legitimate style of polyamory. Mm-hmm. It's not cheating. I know that you're off dating someone else. I simply want no details. I don't want to know what the person looks like. Don't want to know what they smell like. Don't want to know what you do when you're off with them. Don't want to know anything. Right. And... That's a style of polyamory that works for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it's a viable long-term style of polyamory. Right, but right. maybe somebody out there has got a long-term situation like that. Yeah, because even the ones that we knew don't do it anymore. They, they have um, changed the way they do things and changed the partners, not their... The one they were doing it with. Oh, never mind. So they had that sort of relationship, and now Mm -hmm. they don't. And I think, I wonder if the thing that caused them to change that was that the don't asky, don't telly person found Mm -hmm. a relationship of their own. Oh, see, that could be, because that is what happened in that one. So, um, So I don't know. Or they just get to the point where... 
Um, I know you talk uh, very openly about like imagining your other partner being with somebody. Yeah. And sometimes when you get to the point where you can imagine over and over and over and over again and then realize it's not such a big deal, sometimes your attitude can change with how you want to do poly. Sometimes not. I'm not saying it's something that has to change. If it works for you, it works for you. So, you know, figure that part out. I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that I could date someone and you not be interested at all in hearing Mm -hmm. about it. To me, that's just kind of, even though it's not cheating, for me, it would feel like it. So I want something that I can really share and be transparent with you about. And I understand that people, some people are under the, the feeling that they don't want to share every bit, right? Mm-hmm. They want to hold some things. I don't know if that holding them special is the right term, but hold some things um, just for the partner, the, right. the poly person in them. And a lot of times that's driven from fear, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to tell you what a great time I'm having with Susie because I don't want you to feel like feel threatened by how much I'm enjoying Susie. Right. You don't want to tell me the that big D has a bigger or smaller cock than me. You because focus it, on that a lot. I'm a man. <laughs> That's what guys do, baby. Um, you know, for whatever reason, right? And I understand that. Now, you'd mentioned I do the the um, imagining Because you mentioned it recently to yeah. somebody. Yeah. So the idea behind that is that um, I found the idea of a... Uh, my partner being with another partner to be disquieting. Mm-hmm. And as you can, you know, these things, they like you're laying in bed at night, and these images rise of what they're doing, your partner's off having great sex with this other person. So what I find is that because I kept pushing that away, um, I just took a different attitude about it. I said, all right, instead of pushing it away... I'm just going to create this movie. Here's probably what it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very disquieting at first for me. But when you step for, far enough away from it to recognize, one, is that I do things with other people. Right. And it's not this big earth-shattering, destroying, soul-sucking thing. It's just right. fun. And this other person, is, this partner is doing it with my consent. And they're probably enjoying life. Mm-hmm. They're enjoying themselves. So what is it exactly that I'm bothered by? And it's probably more complicated than that. But eventually, I get to the point where I recognize I have no attachment to this the image at all, one way or the other. Right. And it's like, oh, well, I guess it's okay then. And then it allows you to take that next little step and finding yourself to be, to find the, the, the joy or even the compersion or even maybe humor in that situation. Oh, absolutely. So, and you know, part of it for me was actually having another relationship of my own. You know, which that's what helped me um, be okay with you having a relationship because I would catch myself experiencing feeling something for this person, but also feeling something for you and going, Mm -hmm. whoa, okay, conceptually, I have known this. (laughs) Now I feel it. Wow. Okay. So this is possible. What the hell? And I still have blips sometimes, you know, but, um, but it's really neat to be able to, to share things with you and share it with a little bit of joy. Sure. Your, so, your blips come from when you think that I'm withholding that I've got a secret of something. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's really, but like you said, right, I can say all I want. Baby, yeah, I love this other person, but mm-hmm. it doesn't impact my love for you. Mm-hmm. And 
you can hear that, but it's not until the shoe's on the other foot, right. I think, that it really is conceptualized. So, totally get that. Yeah. So, we are in, by the way, we are in the brand new podcast <gasps> we studio. We are. We've rebuilt the house, and uh, we have this new studio here. It's uh, a little bigger. The cat and the dog have still found their ways in here. As I'm sure people can hear the dog chewing she's, on the floor. Well, she's chewing on my hand right now. I'm not exactly sure what her problem is because she doesn't because do this. Because if you look around behind you, sitting on our toy chest... <laughs> is the cat. Yes, who has claimed our toy chest as her new perching spot. Uh, on my aftercare blanket. Yes, but it is nice that in our new... And regardless of what we said about BDSM earlier, I can see our, uh, at least one flogger, a dragon's tail. Two whips. Very short little whippy whips that I've got there. Some rope uh, paddle with people's names written on it, and all kinds of good after er, uh, BDSME stuff. Yeah, and a and a and a club. Did you have a policeman's used club? Yet? Yes, policeman's yes. club. Yeah. So. Oh, I did use it the other day. Oh, you did. It, it's thunks. It does. <laughs> That's thunk. a new word. Thunk. <laughs> uh, I see that we have some new subscribers to the blue or the uh, erotic awakening uh, newsletter, which we put out about once a month to tell people where we're going to be presenting at, what other kind of dealio stuff we got going on. We do. We have a Trey from Austin and Shelby from Ohio. Trey in Austin should hop on his horse and head on over to. Bridging the Slash in Dallas. We are going to be there in, and actually, uh, Austin's nowhere near Dallas. But Oh, it's not? Well, it's Texas. Texas is huge. Texas is huge. <laughs> uh, and we, I just found out today that on Sunday, we are going to a barbecue place in Texas to are we? meet with a bunch of other groups. Um, and I can't remember the name of the darn place, but apparently it's the best barbecue place in Texas. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Pony Mystique took us to a pretty... Awesome barbecue place in Austin. You know what's funny is even the barbecue in the Houston <gasps> airport, airport was good. Yes. Which tells you how it good it was. <laughs> Chicago airport, not so much. No. no. <laughs> but being trapped there could have had an influence on how I felt about the taste of the food. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you could influence us by the taste of my food. By rating us on iTunes. Uh, it was the worst <laughs> segue ever. But still... Forget about that poor segue. Head over to iTunes and rate us. You can tweet about us, even like us on Facebook, or just tell your fucking friends to Ooh. stop fucking and listen to this. Or listen to this while they fuck. Nice. I like that idea. I've done that before with some of our episodes. Listen to us while you fucked? Uh-huh. I don't well, recall. masturbated. Oh. Does that count? Uh, yeah. pleasure. We don't use the word masturbate. <laughs> sure. I'll buy it. Works for me. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. And the only other business we have, and we got some more um, podcasts, or I'm sorry, more polyamory to talk about, Mm -hmm. but um, I do want to thank Moon Babe and Little Birdie who liked us and said hello via the Fet Life. That was nice of them. Mm-hmm. Nice to know people are still finding the podcast. And thanks for reaching out and saying hi. I like getting random fet males. You like getting tentacles. I like getting tentacles. And we've been getting a lot. So uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, <laughs> the backpack. Oh, my God. It's like an orange and yellow octopus backpack clinging to the back of this girl. So that came to me from um, uh, Bungie and earrings. 
as little well. Little itty bitty pink octopus earrings. <laughs> and then 705 sent a link to handmade squid body pillows. Which are pretty awesome. They are pretty awesome. My dog. Oh, and you know what? Over the weekend at Twisted, someone gave my dog a purple octopus dog toy. Handed it to me first. I almost kept it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost kept it. The dog was not happy. So she got it. Um, and then Chip the Tentacle Guy. I, I call it a woozy eternal tentacles. It's like a black and white. What is it? You're the tech guy. Well, it's like an animated GIF of oh, okay. tentacles kind of weaving in and out. And yeah. It's almost optical illusional tentacles mm-hmm. weaving in and out. Uh, I had that... I looked at that image, and then I said, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I went away from it, and then I came back the next day. First thing in the morning, I opened it up, and it was still in my browser. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> nice. And then Katie sent 10 Tickles Octo. It says, what does it say? How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh or yes. something like that? And then it says 10. Yes. 10, 10 Tickles. I don't know why, 10 tickles. You would think eight. You would think eight, but it was cute. It was cute. It had little eyes. It so uh, thank you to all those people that sent tentacle links. And Boy, um, I can tell I'm still tired from Tristed, but that just means it was a good event. Yes. <laughs> so what do you think is the single most important thing to maintaining or to being in a polyamorous relationship and don't say communicate oh because that was the first thing i was going to say um so ask me the question again most important thing in polyamory most important thing in polyamory not in general but in in a relationship in a relationship besides communication Mm -hmm. i'd have to say transparency of some sort um and maybe not transparency per se like the way you and i do it but, but see, to me, that falls in communication again. <laughs> Being open and honest about your feelings, mm-hmm. to me, that's still communication. So staying in contact, but that's communication. Um, yeah, it's really difficult to, to get away from is. communication. I mean, there's because everything that we, a lot of things we think about are aspects of communication, be it uh, the draft email, which is right. deciding not to communicate right away. Right. As well as the... Or, or making time to be face-to-face instead of uh-huh. doing just email and text. I mean, that's still communication. Um, one of the big downfalls with my last boyfriend was that he didn't want a smartphone and therefore could not text. And therefore, I was never in touch with him. So, you know, this this boyfriend has text and has a phone and has ways to communicate. I mean, just the commun- not the style of communication, but mm-hmm. just the, the, the physical communication is really nice where you can just send a random note during the day or get a random smile or something like that. So, you know, the other person is thinking about you. So I like that. But that falls under communication, too. So. I don't know, doing things together? It's funny. Um, we talk about, well, doing things together. Um, now, when you say doing things together, do you say, what do you mean by that? Do you mean the whole, and let's say uh, the, if there's doing things with the other poly people, mm-hmm. the metamors and all that jazz? That as well. So, um, I mean, like right now I've started working because he and I used to vi- be able to visit during the day because mm-hmm. he's actually long distance. So we would be able to visit during the day. Well, I started working during the day. He's working during the day. I'm responsible for some stuff at the room until like 9 o'clock at night, but he's got to be to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, so an hour and a half drive. So just making time on the calendar to be with each other, because if we don't focus on spending some time together, 
it will drift oh, apart. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to focus on that. Spending time with metamors, I absolutely like that. I like that at the poly meeting, the Columbus poly meeting, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, well, we've switched up on the couch now yes, because I used to yes. sit on the other side. Well, now I sit, I used to sit on the left side of you. Now I sit on the right side of you because there's another couch on the right side of me so that I can hold Big D's hand. It feels weird calling him that because I see you as Big D and me as Little D. But, but that's I, okay. The, there's actually a, a, a subtle humor to the Big D. Is there? What is his favorite football team? Ah, yeah. <laughs> Dallas. Yes, also known as Big D. Okay. So, um, 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 yeah, so he gets to sit on the couch and hold my hand while he sits next to his wife. Plus, there's room that if his wife brings her boyfriend, that, that they could sit next to her. So, you know, we've kind of got this chain of hand-holding. And it's really interesting. end of the room. <laughs> and that, that, that we're going to have to really be careful with how we do this because now Karen... So this is the entire, from dawn to the, and in facing us, mm-hmm. it's the right side, right? You and I holding hands. Right. That sits at our feet. Right. And off to the right is where Dart, the big D, blah, 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 <laughs> and all that jazz is, right? Um, on the left is sitting Karen. Right. But now Karen is dating somebody else who goes to that same meeting. So I'm just wondering if they're going to have to move over next to us so that we can continue the chain going. We're going to have to have a, 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 a horseshoe shape. Of couches, just so, or we're just going to be half of the meeting. Yeah, exactly. That's just weird. So, but you know, I I like that idea, and I like that we can do that, and I like that. Um, uh, just I don't know. I was even thinking at Trist that I think mm-hmm. it would be okay if um, Big D came with us and spent some time with yeah. us because we've done a cocktail party with him before, so he fits in, you know, where it was the four of us, and, and he fits in. Not so sure that his wife will, but she'd be perfectly welcome to come, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but w- we would see, and, and I, I like that sort of stuff. So. I mean, and we don't, not to say that we do everything as a big pod, right? You and Dart certainly have time alone. Me and Karen have time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but it is nice that if things happen that include the big pod, it's not a big deal for anybody, right? right? It's all about, it's about having some balance. Now, one of the things you and I did for balance was, um, when Peter Gabriel was on tour, mm-hmm. because all three of us, you, me, Karen, are all big Peter Gabriel fans, right? Right. And it is one of the things where you and I want to do that alone. Well, Karen wanted to do that alone with me as well. Mm-hmm. So... Poor me, I had to go see Peter Gabriel <laughs> twice. twice in two different cities. Once in Philly, which I found out my cousin was at the same show. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah that's pretty nutty. Yeah, isn't that weird? Um, anyway, so um, so we got to see him in Philly, and then you got to see him with Karen in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and to what you were just talking about, uh, the whole metamorph thing, as it happens, tomorrow night I'm having the first meeting with the uh, Karen's new boyfriend mm-hmm. so it's not like the, I've, I've met them at and i've talked to him at poly columbus months ago right but that was before he was in a relationship with karen mm-hmm. so now i've got to take that and that's just part of the stuff that you have to do it's part of that getting um right with things i don't know how to put it but it just keeps things in balance where right balance. to have me and him Sitting at the same place at the same time, so there's none of this question of um, uh, who each other is, right? You know, um, and it's 
I, I'm having difficulty with the wording at the moment, but maybe that's because I have to actually go through with it tomorrow. Right. Yeah, a couple, and there's you know interesting challenges that come in for me, for him, and for well, probably at least as much for Karen. You know, for me, this feller is a kid, so to speak, a younger <laughs> fella. Unlike me, he's got all his hair, doesn't have hair growing out of his ears. Uh, but on the other hand, um, I'm sure that he's going to have some. Um, ish things that he brings perception wise as well that yeah, he'll need he'll, to feel he'll be out. feeling you out as well Karen and I have been in a long term relationship you know and what's that like I don't know if he knows who I am from the perspective of who we are as far as like you know kind of um, small fish kind of celebrities mm-hmm. there's and it'll be interesting for him, you know, depending on how often we see him and where we see him at, people are going to come up to me and say, it's Dan of Dan and Dawn. Oh, my gosh. Right. Can you sign my book or mm-hmm. I listen to your podcast or um, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting thing. But it's just one of those things that you do. Right. If, right. If you're invested in the relationship working out, it's, it's one of the things that is part of it. A good friend of ours, the one person that's been going to Poly Columbus longer than you and me. Oh, yeah. I remember him saying once, you know, polyamory shouldn't be work. It should be fun. If it's not fun, mm-hmm. then it's probably not a good, you know, it's not a good relationship if it's not fun. I and, mean, work involved, but overall, fun and joy. And there is a lot of fun, and there's a lot of joy, but I, for me, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work as well, mm-hmm. because I'm continuing to build a foundation that, you know, takes on more than just the fun times, right? right? Because if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody, there's going to be some really shitty times that come up, you mm-hmm. know? And the shitty times you and I have impacts Karen. Right. And when Karen has a shitty time, it impacts you, right? right? So there is a lot of rambly work involved. There is. For people that don't like the new podcast studio because the dog apparently doesn't. You can hear her <laughs> whining in the background. Not. But she's looking at the cat, too. Yes. <laughs> What else uh, do we have to say about the polyamory? I think that we could probably go on and on. And this is the reason that we've actually... And don't worry, folks. We'll really start annoying you with the pitching for Beyond <laughs> the Love shortly after tickets go on sale. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, though. We're, we have a three-day event about polyamory, and some of the presenter classes are already in. And there's just so many different ways you can look at things. And there's so much we don't, don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Our relationship is based on our relationships, right? So that's what we know about polyamory, but we haven't had to deal with um, what happens when one of your polyamory relationships is involved with a partner that doesn't want to know any of the other people, right? right. I'm hoping that we can bring uh, one of the presenters in who talks about relationship anarchy. I find that quite un- uh, both interesting and annoying, and, cause I don't, <laughs> but I don't know much about it, right? So right, it might be pretty right. cool. Oh, I'd love to. And I'd love to just be able to stick the microphone in front of different people's faces to, to figure these things out. So, But um, I, one of the things that I will say about Polly and, and just the experience at the moment is that I know a lot of people that go through struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly is not always easy. I do hear from some people that it's the easiest thing they've ever done and they can't imagine you know, it not being easy. And I just say, hmm. That's not been my experience. So, but I kept moving forward and kept striving. And, and you know, it's an adventure for one thing. It's an adventure. And, and, and just I've learned a lot about myself mm-hmm. So in, in this and look forward to 
to meeting more people, whether they end up being partners or not. Because mm-hmm. I can't say I'm looking for partners, except I would like a girlfriend, I think. Hint, 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 <laughs> hint, hint. And um, so, and, and I think, and, and I, I like what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. It's all good at the moment. It is all good. I think that the one thing I would leave listeners with is start off, if you're in an existing relationship and you're going to go off and be polyamorous and such, start off with an understanding, you know, have a conversation about the goal, the -hmm. foundation, you know, that our goal in polyamory is not to hurt the other person, it's to share our abundant love. Absolutely. So when things do get a little weird or rocky, it's nice to be able to come back to that and say, now, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this to each other? Well, it's because we are filled with abundant love. Absolutely. So, I agree. So, so, so let me tell you, um, you seem to be a little worried. So let me tell you about the size of his couch. That's all the time <laughs> we have for this week, folks. We'll see you next week. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us each month for the Fetish Foreplay Friday, located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. This event provides new and engaging kink classes, followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at The Room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m., immediately followed by hands-on guided practical sessions with members of the Guilty Pleasure and Monkey Puzzle crews. What kind of classes? Well, coming up is a class on Tantra and another class, Tie Em Up and Have Sex With Them. Two separate classes. Two separate classes. Though you could do both. I've seen it done at Trist. Absolutely. Anyway, follow (laughs) us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzle08 or search from the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Bye, Dawn. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.